and welcome back to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry McBain and joining uh, myself and Bobby today is Ariane, uh, joining us from India, is a Man United fan. And today we're going to be discussing uh, all things Man United. So um, let's start off with the big one at the moment, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, having an interesting time in charge. Bobby, what do you think, um, what do you make of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and his time so far at Man United? Uh, well, at the moment, as an Arsenal fan, I mean, keeping in the job as long as you like. I mean, I'm, I'd happily, you know, keep him there because, you know, he's not getting very good results. But I don't know, honestly, he doesn't seem like he really has a clue what he's doing. When you look at, so I saw this yesterday, he's had a better start to Man United career than Alex Ferguson did in terms of wins. And he's had a better start to his managing career than Jurgen Klopp did also in terms of wins and, you know, points and everything. So they always say give managers time, but he's, you know, he's spent a lot of money. He's not getting the team to jail that well. And I think, you know, it's not, it's not great. Uh, and Ariane, what is your um, thoughts on Oli? Uh, ever since he was hired by the club, I really wasn't convinced that he could be the guy to take us forward, considering the fact uh, that, he really doesn't have much experience, right? Because his resume will just show that he's played for Mold, and he's and he got Cardiff relegated, and he's mm. and tactically he's he doesn't it, it just doesn't look right. I mean, people can say that uh, he people can go on to say that his record's far better than Klopp's, but if you go on to see Klopp has inherited a far worse team with they had the likes of Joe mm. Allen, and then you know and then they had the only good guy that. Liverpool had at that time was probably Coutinho. Mm-hmm. So he's he Solskjaer. I don't know. I'm just not convinced. I think I I I've always felt there's a need for a change. Mm. Now, if we if we do look at his record, um, so currently he's done 101 games at United, uh, and his win rate is 54%. Um, and if we look back at other Man United managers, obviously the last two in. Mourinho and Van Gaal. Um, Mourinho's win percentage, 58%, uh, and Van Gaal was 52%. Um, Mourinho obviously had more games compared to the other two who have had about the same. Um, Bobby, do you think that, obviously, Pochettino's not hired at the moment, and there was talk earlier this week that he's been approached... Do you think he's the right manager to take them forward or do you see someone else that could, you know, take over at the club? Um, i honestly not sure. I think a lot of Man United's success at the moment comes from their attack. You know, they score a lot of goals, they've got good attacking options. But we do see that when that doesn't work and their defence doesn't work, it all goes wrong. So I'm not too sure about Mar- uh, Poch- uh, Maurizio Pochettino. I don't... Obviously, he's been in the Premier League for years. I honestly don't know too much about how he sort of sets teams up. But I definitely think, you know, with his experience, just his experience in the Premier League, it definitely could be, you know, a better signing for United than Solskjaer, given that he had not very much experience, as uh, you said. So I think, yeah, it definitely could be a good transfer. But you've always got that, you know, that defence that, you know, maybe he could sort them out. Maybe he could be the one that, like, gets them playing properly again. Uh, Arian, would you take Pochettino to take over? Um, actually, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind him joining the club. The main reason being he's um, really great at man management, right? 
So over the years at Spurs at Southampton, we've seen the way he's grown players individually, and it's something that Ole has has been unable to do. So I mean, he might have not won a trophy. I mean, any major trophy yet, but yeah, I'd still take him. Uh, but there... I would have stuck to Mourinho though. Mm. I really would have. Uh, and on Sky Sports uh, recently, they were talking about, um, like you were saying there, about player development and Paul Pogba especially. The, when you look at Pogba as a player, internationally, he did brilliantly at the World Cup in, um, in Russia. He's done well at Juventus. Um, mm-hmm. What's not going right for him at Man United? Because he's, he's a good enough player. Um, there's a lot of reason about that he's not being played in the right way. He's not being played in the right position uh, or not alongside the right people. Bobby, do you think that um, Pogba was, obviously, do you think he's a waste of money for what they paid for him? Or do you think they just haven't got the right manager to unlock his talent? Uh, I don't know. I've given Pogba so much time personally with, you know, sort of giving him time to, oh, maybe he'll have a good season. Maybe he'll have a good season. But I honestly, I'm off the, I'm off the bandwagon now. I do not think he's good enough. I think he was a waste of money. I agree that on his day, he is world class. He has great games, but you're not world class if you can't perform at least to a stand, a minimum standard every week. And you know, I think that's just something that he needs to. When he's in that United midfield, he needs to be a presence. He needs to be there. You know, you need to bring up the team as good as he should be and obviously he still is only in the middle of his career he still has time to maybe move on and make his name somewhere else but I definitely think that Man United is not yeah maybe may not be the club for him as we've seen over the last couple of years. If we look at the uh, top 10 Manchester United transfers in recent time money-wise and we look at the top three third place Lukaku 76 million Second, mm-hmm. Maguire, seventy-eight million. Obviously, Pogba's ninety-four million. Arian, what do you? What's your opinion on Man United's transfer policy and the way that they've brought in players in recent years? I mean, more. I, I, I. The problem is, it's not about the transfer policy, in my opinion. It's, it's about how we keep missing out on our number one targets. So. Because we miss out on our number one targets we, and we're so desperate to bring in players, we end up paying huge amounts for like probably the manager's fourth or fifth choice. So I think that's where Edward Ward's probably messing it up more than the money we've paid. Mm. That's my and, opinion, yeah. And um, Bobby mentioned there about the defence uh, and causing oh. a lot of mistakes with Harry Maguire playing so much. Have you felt let down by... How what he's done at the club so far? Uh, yeah, I feel I feel he's this season he started off way worse than he has last year, and uh, I feel one of the mistakes. Uh, it's it's I I feel the reason he's not up to the mark right now is because um, he's not been partnered with the right guy. In my opinion, it's since Harry Maguire is very good with his long balls, it makes a lot of sense to. And since he's a little slow, it makes a lot of sense to partner him up. With someone who's fast, who can always, you know, cover for him, I, and I don't think, like, I don't think Lindelof's the right guy, or right now we have the right guy to help Harry Maguire mm-hmm. develop. And I think another problem is Harry Maguire is a is being played on the left hand side of this defense. I feel if he's shifted to the right, which he where he's shown that he can actually play much better, I feel 
he can improve and probably prove his price tag. Uh, Bobby, if Maguire come come to Arsenal for that amount of money, what would you be saying as a fan about you know the performances that he's shown? Um, I mean. I mean, he does have good games. Like, he does play well occasionally, but I would be... <laughs> I don't think I'd ever, we'd ever be in that situation where Arsenal would splash 80 million on a Harry Maguire. I just don't think that our club would do that personally. But if they were to do that, I mean, I would not be happy with it. I, If it was me, I'd be doing... If I was Oli, sorry, I'd be doing what Arteta is doing. And when, you know, the first team isn't performing you're going to bring in the younger players and give them experience. And obviously he tried that in the Champions League against PSG, which was bold. But, you know, he's brought in Twanzebe into the centre-back and he's had a fantastic game. So I think maybe Oli has to not start relying on his, you know, his big money players and maybe need to change the philosophy of the team, you know, sort of like let the young players come through and uh, make their name. Because, you know, it could, in the long run, it could work out brilliantly for him. One of the targets this summer, big money-wise, um, was Jadon Sancho. There was a whole big saga about that with Dortmund not willing to really let him go. Uh, Arian, how disappointed were you that you know the club didn't manage to get hold of Sancho, considering their size? I mean, definitely the COVID-19 has played a huge role in probably why we couldn't afford to spend that much on him. But in my opinion, from the start of the window, at least what I've been telling other United fans or my friends is we shouldn't have really been prioritizing a right winger in Jadon Sancho. Because I think we could have managed at least another season with Greenwood at the right. But I felt we should have right now prioritized a centre-back. So, and, and the, and and the Jadon Sancho saga, it just... I got really annoyed because it started feeling like the Neymar one when he went to PSG. So after a point, I I honestly stopped giving a damn. I I didn't really matter to me. It got really annoying. Um, and then another, obviously, a lot of people blaming Ed Woodward transfer wise, but a lot of Man United fans aren't happy with you know the back the background of the club anyway. Obviously, the Glazers are the owners of the club. They are really not very popular. They've had lots of Lots of issues either with money of paying off debt, um, but also just backing the team generally. Um, obviously, yeah. Arsenal have had their problems with owners being tight. Um, Bobby, what would you, what do you think of the situation with the ownership at United? I don't know. Everyone's seen all the United fans. It's kind of a fifty-fifty split. You've got half of them who don't really mind, and half of them who say, "Oh, this team needs backing." And I don't really understand their issue with actually, you know, giving money. I'm sure, I mean, they've got eight, 90 million for Pogba, 80 for Maguire, however much for Fernandez, 40 million on Van der Beek, however much on Tellers. I don't think the funding is the issue. I think where it's going is more of the issue. I mean, you know, uh, Patrice Evra said about bringing Dan- Van der Beek, he's sitting on the bench every week and they spent 40 million on him and he doesn't even seem to play. And I, you know, I don't think it's the issue of funding I think it's just the wrong person giving the funding and, you know, allowing it to be spent in certain ways. Mm. Uh, Aaron, what do you make of this summer's transfer window? Obviously, Cavani coming in, um, Van der Beek, uh, Alex Tellers coming in. What do you make of those transfers? Um, actually, I was really happy that we got Donny. Uh, I mean, I, I felt it was a steal 
like i felt mm. 40 million for him was a steal he's pretty he's a pretty quality player and, and and at least and it adds to the squad depth which you never had we had guys like jesse lingard and andres pereira who was just not good enough so i felt that was a good move and then people say cavani was a panic buy and it might have been the truth but then i really feel cavani i i would choose cavani over marshall any day because he's an actual number 9 and he makes the correct movements and gets into the right mm-hmm. spaces whereas marshall i mean he's very inconsistent and he's still unable to do that like he still plays like a winger when he plays centrally mm-hmm. and ob- and obviously pelestri was good i mean he was suggested by who for forlorn right yeah and so i, I think he, that was a good addition to our youth but i felt we overpaid for treore i mean i feel it's an overpaid price because there were reports recently that we could have got drb over him for the same price so it didn't make sense to me yeah mm. um and then uh, bob you're going to ask you obviously cavani came on a free from psg just like uh, ibrahimovic did um mm. Ibrahimovic had a massive impact during his time, scored some great goals. Do you think Cavani can have the same impact? Um, I'm going to say no. I think Ibrahimovic is one of the biggest characters in, you know, world football. And I think coming in with a new it, when he came in, you also got a newly signed Paul Pogba. You've got Wayne Rooney, I think. Was he he was still in the team at the time, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he was. He Yeah, he got was. all these characters in and I think that um he definitely had a big impact especially working with Jose Mourinho but i think Cavani i not doubting that he's a class player because i'm sure he will turn up on occasion for man united but i don't think as a player he will bring that level of like change and uh, talking about change we're going to go just look at the results from previous seasons since uh, sir alex left the club um so that was the 2013 Uh, 2012-13 season, Man United last won the league, um, and then this has been the, obviously the downfall ever since Alex Ferguson. Uh, 13-14 season, this was obviously um, Moyes coming in. Um, 2013-14 they finished seventh, 14-15 they finished fourth. Next season they finished fifth, and then you go on to sixth, and then Mourinho obviously got them up to the second place. um sixth again third and then they're currently sitting 15th in the league um bobby were you surprised to see united finished third last season obviously they had a great um run at the end of the last campaign i mean i wasn't surprised as much i think they did have a good season sort of in terms of getting wins i think they beat city a decent amount of times they had a couple of results Fortunately, didn't be Arsenal in the league, but uh, you know we'll move on from that. But I do think I was quite, you know, the league last year. It was such a weird one. Liverpool just took it away from everyone else, and it was sort of just like everyone else was having a garbage season. But yeah, I mean, I think they definitely did what they should have done. They pulled the results back in the latter half of the uh, season after the COVID break, and I think they definitely, you know. perform to get back to the, the level they needed to be but i think they've definitely just it's gone downhill after it's come back this season and arian if we obviously you said earlier that you think they should have just uh, stayed with mourinho obviously a bit longer um obviously they finished second under him do you think if he had had a bit more time maybe an extra season do you think he could have um delivered a title to united 
I, I mean, like, if he got the exact same backing that Ole has been bringing, has been getting, uh, in terms of when it comes to results and transfers, I definitely think he would have won us. Uh, he with time, he could have probably won us the Premier League title. I mean, I feel the when they when uh, Joe, when he was sacked from the club, it was it, the club went on to show that the player is greater than the manager, and I feel that's a wrong philosophy in any club because it was because of his bust up with. Pogba and Martial and people like that, he was removed. So, I really feel he could have done something and achieved something bigger if he was given time and got the, and got the signings he wanted. Like, I think so. Mm. Um, and then if we go back to transfers quickly, um, some of the midfield, they've got some very good players. Um, obviously, Fernandez, Pogba, Fred, Matic, he can play quite consistently. But if we're talking about Fred, was brought into the club for about um, 53. On, close to 50, yeah. Yeah, about that. Um, close to that. Had about an okay first season. Arian, were you, have you been impressed about how he's kind of grown a bit and he's got a bit, um, seems to have a bit more, seems to be more comfortable uh, now playing for United? Um, yeah, there's definitely been a lot of improvement in his game. Um He's probably one of the most hard-working players right now at the club. Among, like, if you see his numbers, the amount of kilometers he runs per game, it shows that he's really working hard. I mean, the only aspect right now I feel where he needs to improve is to stop giving away fouls in like really dangerous areas. And another thing was to get more creative as a midfielder. I mean, I think that's where uh, midfield could be set if he can improve on that. Mm. And then... Let's go into results. Obviously, they've been doing quite well in Europe until this week. Um, beat PSG 2-1, beat Leipzig 5-0, but then losing um, to Turkish side Bazakasehir. I'm not going to try and pronounce that right. Um, obviously, <laughs> Demba Bar scoring a goal um, to beat them 2-1. Bobby, you, an Arsenal fan, have had plenty of European embarrassment in recent years. Um, how how do you think it's feel? How would you feel um, losing to a team like that? Uh, well, I mean, it's never ideal, is it? It definitely, you know, doesn't show a great track of of uh, good results. It's not ever ideal to lose in those games in group stage of the Champions League. And I do do think it is really strange that they managed to beat two of the best teams in on form in the world at the moment, and then they're going to lose to them. I think it's just schoolboy errors. I think the whole thing we've seen from Man United, they have good games and they have bad games. The, the goal that we saw from Denver Bar, I don't know where the defence was, but even what me playing at like how, you know, 15-year-old playing football, you know that you don't leave the striker on his own. You have at least two people back there. So, I mean, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what Ole is doing to teach him how to defend, but it's obviously not working very well for them. Ariane, what was your reaction to that performance? I mean, if you if anyone who really watched the game live, they would realize how funny the situation was because uh, the Istanbul used ended up using the same tactic that Ole uses against big sides. That is, sit back and then transition into the attack when the entire Istanbul teams on the attack. So I mean, I mean, when the bigger teams are on the attack. So I mean, it it made him look pretty stupid because. It's the exact same tactic he ends up using. It's one of his ta- major tactics that have got us the big results. So, it was pretty disappointing. And what makes it more disappointing is the fact that 
United became the team to give Istanbul their first ever UCL win. So, we've gone down in history as a, you know, it's a pretty bad part of history to be remembered for. Yeah. So, I was disappointed. And then we look at the league results. Um, Lost to Palace 3-1. Just scraped a win against Brighton. Embarrassing 6-1 to Tottenham. Obviously, with the player sent off as well. A good result against Newcastle 4-1. Nil nil with Chelsea and then losing to Arsenal one nil. Um, there's a focus on the Tottenham game though. Um, Ariane, what did you think of that game? I was watching it and it was honestly just such a shambles. I mean, deep down, if I'm going to be really honest, I was a little happy because Mourinho could just show the board that you know if you had kept me, this could this could have probably such a result such results. Such inconsistencies could have probably been avoided, but I mean, yeah, it was definitely embarrassing. Like when Sir, when Sir Alex Ferguson lost to Manchester City six-one, it was far less embarrassing because those players that he had actually showed character, hard work, and determination to get something out of the game. But our current players, I mean, except probably like Bruno Fernandez, I mean, literally no one else shows like any intent, and everyone's pretty inconsistent. So, yeah, it was really embarrassing to watch. Uh, and then we go to the Crystal Palace um, loss, Bobby. Arsenal are about the same size as Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think when you saw the result? Crystal Palace 3, Arsenal, uh, Manchester United 1, sorry. Oh, I actually did watch that game. It was pretty, uh, it was a good game to watch, actually. And, you know, it was the first... Was it the first loss of the season? Was it? Well, it was one of the first games of the season, I think. Mm. But it was yeah, just, yeah. it was interesting just to see when, I think Ayu, Jordan, it's Jordan Ayu, isn't it? Very yeah. underrated player. Him and Zaha, they work very well. Zaha was just having a fantastic game. And it's always nice to see United give penalties away because it's just like, oh, it's just nice to see. And then when it happens against Arsenal as well, I was just, you know, it was a great game. And yeah, I do think it was definitely didn't set them off on the right foot in terms of starting off well in the league. So maybe it could have been a factor as to why they're not doing so well this year. Um, if we then look at Chelsea, Man United, nil-nil draw. There was a lot of controversy around whether Chelsea should have been awarded a penalty for Maguire. Just looking yeah. like he's strangling. As I didn't understand that. Um, and obviously VAR didn't give a penalty. Uh, it's been very controversial in in the UK game, especially in the, well, in the Premier League. Um, Ariane, do you support VAR? Obviously, Manchester United have had lots of good calls from VAR. Do you um, support it or do you not think it's needed? I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's needed. Like, I mean, even after tweaking the rules, it's still, it's, it's just not working out. I mean, the referees are still making bad decisions. Although I'm a United fan, I really don't think Chelsea deserved the penalty on that day. Because Harry Maguire literally had Aspilicueta on a headlock. So, like, I really don't know what's happening. Like, I mean, I, I feel it should be scrapped entirely. Yeah. It ruins, the, it, it ruins the momentum also. Yeah, definitely. So, so One thing I also annoying, don't understand yeah. with VAR is, you know, that rule now where if you go off, if the play player is offside, they don't flag it straight away. Oh, they let them carry yeah, off yeah, and then they put exactly. the flag up. I don't understand. It's very annoying to watch, especially because you're like, oh, we're through. I thought that was offside, but don't worry. We're through and go, oh, always oh, put the flag up. And yeah. and, an- and there's another rule about VAR, right? Where 
you can only be called offside if uh, the part of your body is used to score a goal so i mean how do you how do you score a goal with your armpit i i still don't get it like how is so why do they end up calling that offside i mean yeah no it, it's it, yeah it's it's kind of stupid like i know? think one of the issues is i don't think there's enough like rules are set in stone because i think all of the referees they don't really know what the actual rules are so they just make their yeah, own yeah that's probably true yeah you get the inconsistency of some games one's offside and the other one it isn't and then exactly when you've got the principal point of var is the fact that it's meant to support the referee and like give him a second opinion but it's not yeah. being used as that it's being as this is what we think you have to use it basically. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen obviously this season more pe- more referees using the pitch side monitor, which is good to see because mm-hmm. last year they just didn't use them at all. Um, but I think the people in the VR room at Stockley Park are still having more control, which I don't think they should have. I think they should just be there and go, well, yeah, you know, I, it, I think it should kind of be a penalty, but. That probably won't change for the season. We might have to see next season whether they do a vote. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, that's all we have time for today. Uh, thanks, Ariane, for coming on and giving us yeah, no great opinions. And thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been, uh, I hope that you've enjoyed. Remember to like and share and subscribe. Um, and that was the final whistle.